Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with Byron Lambert. A reminder, if you like the podcast, you want to support the podcast, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed and also give a little thought to getting a pro subscription at rosterwatch.com. It's the best way to support your boys here at Roster Watch. We have a bunch of great content going up as we speak. We have the Trash Man's new 2018 NFL Draft Scouting Trait Matrix, which just went up this week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Some of the players at the very top of his initial raw scores and some at the very bottom of his initial raw scores at the wide receiver and running back positions. We have the new best ball cheat sheet that I am maniacally pouring over (laughs) for hours a day. Yesterday, I got so tired of um, looking at this cheat sheet, Byron. Like My eyes just glazed over and I'm just like I can't fucking do it anymore <laughs> I need to take a break for a day and come back and see this thing with clean eyes I know is the architect of the standard cheat sheet uh, during draft season you certainly know that feeling uh, you know the feeling of being speed blind you just get down and you're just like dude I, I, I mean how how do you expect me to split the goddamn hairs between Quincy and Nunwa and a rookie like Auden Tate and Kenny Stills. I mean, how do I split that hair? Oh, I'm s- Quincy and Nunwa. That's a good. That's a. That's an interesting one. I'll tell you what. Kenny Stills might be shooting to the top Kenny of that Stills, list. For Kenny me. Stills has the much higher ADP. Well, you so know that's what? Probably Let's not talk. A, that's probably not a good. That's. Oh, just say between Quincy and Nunwa, Tyler Lockett, and Terrell Pryor. I mean, it's just how do you split the hair? It's just it's it's pretty hard once once you get down to ADPs in the one nineties to the two hundred and fifteens, and you're just saying you know I want to make sure that we extract you know extreme value at every turn. It just it gets it you you get speed blind. Yeah, well I commend you. Yeah, so we'll we'll have that thing. Uh, we'll have talk about that thing here in the show because there's some that I just I don't know what to do with. And that tool will be available, of course, to our pro members at rosterwatch.com, along with all of the exclusive uh, content we will have coming up from the NFL Scouting Combine and the subsequent Pro Day Tour. Uh, Before we get into any of that, though, Byron, you have some more free agency shit you want to get into. How how you want to kick this thing off? Yeah, you know, we've broken down uh, the NFC East. Oh, wait, before we do, let's talk about McDaniels. Okay. Leaving, Leaving the Colts at the altar. I mean, Jilted. what did you think about that? And what did you think about the second? T- this has been the second time. Um, this has been the second time this offseason that Bob Lamani with two of his clients has had some kind of weird, uh, weird shakeup. I was listening to Florio's PFTPM podcast last night, and he he admits no words about Bob Lamani. Uh, apparently, he, he doesn't like the guy. Hasn't had any conversations with him, I, I don't think, because for one, he calls him Bob Lamont. And for two, he he used his name, and anytime you talk you you talk to Lamani, he'll always tell you, man. He'll always say, I forget what the word is he uses, but he's a Sicilian, and he says that there's a Sicilian word that he tells you that's, that's that means don't use my name. And dude, Florio went full frontal attack on him because he represents both Chris Ballard and Josh McDaniels, and he doesn't understand how he could have fucked this thing up. How he could have how he could have made this to you know and Lamani had to fire uh, McDaniel's in this process because people were pro- and, and my theory is people were probably still starting still wondering about as far, like as far as I know Jack Del Rio hasn't fired Bob Lamani yet and I wonder why because there had to have been some sort of 
issues going on whenever Bob Lamonti's other client, John Gruden, was kind of being, um, you know, circumventing the Rooney rule and being and, and being um, being suited, being courted for this position behind Del Rio's back. And you know that Lamonti had to have his fingers in that. Now you have this second botched deal. I don't know, man. What do you th what do you think about it? What what does this mean? Uh, I mean, for 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 one, what do you think about that possible conflict of interest with the same agent being with Chris Ballard, being with Josh McDaniels, wanting to get that deal done so much that he leaks it out that the deal's getting done? I mean, he he even led the Colts to believe that the deal was as good as done, so much so that the team the team had made the announcement before the ink was wet on the paper. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? And now you have to now as, as an agent, you got to say enough's enough. I got to fire McDaniels to save a little bit of face here with Chris Ballard. Where do the Colts go from here is my is my is my second question. And my third question is, is this dubious for Andrew Luck? Do you think this has to do anything with Andrew Luck not being, you know, scooped from, you know, around that? building saying that man he might not be as as, as close as, as everybody's publicly putting out well, what are the questions <laughs> yeah what do they say that's i think they say that's a lot to unpack <laughs> yeah um no first and foremost i hate jim ursay so in many ways yeah. i love this i love rob Kraft just rolling up the middle finger and saying fuck you jim ursay i love yeah. that i I, I I hate him too, so I get that. But I love Andrew Luck, so this creates some some dissonance for me certainly because I was hopeful hopeful that we had an, a healthy Andrew Luck coming back, and certainly hopeful that somebody like Josh McDaniels would be a great ad for his future. You know, uh, our listeners know we're among those that are the most disappointed to see what's happened with Andrew Luck's promising young career and we certainly want to see that ship get righted um has chris ballard fired bob lamani no okay so no. Uh, they must no. not be that lamani lamani yeah, fired me i know but you're telling me that the team should be pissed off because of the tactics potentially of the agent and i mean ballard hadn't fired him yet so i just think these are the i'm this just is, a florio I, i'm just a florio about this i say look i say i say hey hey guys you know, this deal looks great. Uh, you know, clearly I'd love to have both my clients here working together. But, you know, Chris, you know, Josh, you know, Josh, like, let's 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 tap the brakes on putting the official statement out, having the introduction to the guy or whatever until this thing's signed, sealed and delivered. You never know when the guys could could change their mind. Like, yeah, I think the prudent thing would be to wait until we actually have a contract before we make the announcement. And uh, it, just, it feels like a swindle. I don't know what they're going to do now. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it could be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not it all could, that surprised, man. We've seen the dark underbelly of the under, in the NFL. We understand these are usual. I think this is business as usual with a typical tactics by everybody involved. And they'll be, pro, they'll be talking this over where at prime 742. For 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 he who shall not be named on the podcast, even though we've named him a couple times already, where where he has his annual uh, party in in Indy. Well, there's yeah, just all kinds of all all kinds of agents and talks and uh, scenes yeah. going on around there. But where do they go from here, man? I I mean, Andrew Luck has Andrew Luck has yet to resume throwing the football, dude. He's been over in Switzerland or whatever getting the. Peyton Manning platelet stuff. What is it called? The rich plasma? Whatever that is, all that, you know, the stem cells and everything, embryonic stem cells and everything. He still can't throw. I'm wondering if, like, I'm wondering if maybe, do you think there's any possibility that that shoulder surgery screwed up his shoulder? Like, for real? Yeah, of course. So what the fuck, man? It's like I don't know, dude. It's all so it all seems surreal to me that we are. I mean, you think there's any way they could make a plea to Bruce Arians to come back? I I don't think so. Doesn't it seem like he was really out of? He was just kind of checked out. 
he yeah, was checked and out. He's had some health issues. I think he's it, ready to be retired. I mean, I think I I think I think you know maybe a decent option would be. You know, you've heard the name tossed around a little bit. I think Matt Rule from Baylor would be the absolute worst. That would be the absolute Jim Irsay hire of all hires. You've heard his name tossed around. I think that Frank Reich, though, from the from the Eagles. I mean, why not? It's kind of, you know, I, I mean, you look at what he did this year with the uh, with the quarterbacks there in Philadelphia. I know a lot of that credit is going to go to Doug Peterson, but I've heard Frank Reich's name tossed around. Certainly not a bad one. You know, what, what you'll get in Frank Reich is you'll get the uh, Houston Texans fans at least all all pissed off that they have to hear Frank Reich's name all the time because all those guys used to be Houston Oilers fans, and they remember what Frank Reich did to them. Um, back in the uh, was that the AFC divisional round back in the back in the nineties with the with that huge comeback. I mean, I, I think know. they would have for sure gone after Pat Shermer. You know, had the timing been different, yeah, they're in a bad spot, man. Well, that's they're what in a bad get, spot, that's and Jim Mercey's a bad owner, so it's very difficult to see. Well, Chris Ballard's a guy we have respect for, so this is, I mean, this is a really really difficult spot. They've got a ton of cap room. Let's see what Chris Ballard does. He's going to prove his metal right here, man. This is this is uh, if he comes comes out on the right in side of this one. Uh, yeah, all that's the more going to be yeah feather right. in his cap, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that we'll get off the AFC South stuff, and I just wanted to know what you thought. I mean, but before we get out of this, I like is does this make you feel like weird and like I feel weird and I feel dubious about Andrew Luck right now. I feel like I'm I'm legit worried about the guy. Yeah, I, my feeling is even if he is healthy, it's just a bad situation and a bad spot. That roster is terrible. The roster's not. I mean, they've got some good players. That roster's bad. Who do they even have on that roster who's any good? Besides, I mean, they have they last year they took Malik Hooker. He's he's really good. Yeah. But I mean, Marlon yeah. Mack, T. Y. Uh, Hilton. Hilton, you know a couple of a couple of nice pieces. They got a couple of. The, they got Ryan Kelly, who we love at center. They've still yeah. got Costanza. They upgraded the offensive line a little bit. The team is terrible. It's a it's terrible, bad. terrible, and pathetic roster. So not only do they with uncertainty at the quarterback situation, and now they've been plundered at 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 the head coaching position. Plundered by Bob Kraft. Oh God, that is just sweet, <laughs> sweet revenge. He loves his long gray hair these days, man. He's just living it up. He love and he loves his long, stewing, brooding sense of vengeance over Deflate Gate. I mean, that thing has been that thing has been pissing him off, and it has been, you know, that thing has been uh, it's been weighing on him, and he's been plotting revenge. Can this you blame the guy? Can you blame him? <laughs> no. No, I can't. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Chris Ballard makes a stopgap measure to get him through one season here until they have a better shot at some other head coaches. Or, you know, this is going to be an oh, interesting interesting to watch, that's for sure. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing you think is the coach who takes this job has to know, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm, I'm going to get – Barring a miracle, I'm going to get fucked. You know, that's what Belichick told Big Daniels. He's like, dude, luck is luck can't even throw the goddamn football. He's been in Switzerland getting stem cells, and he comes home and he's still not taking back up a throwing schedule. That offense is horrible. Jim Irsay is a huge, unbelievable creep. He's going to walk in your office and talk your goddamn ear off in some fucking roofie fueled diatribe. When you're trying to coach, like, are you going to come in and be the, come in and be the, like the guy that jumps on the grenade and takes, you know, takes all the blame as that roster is being rebuilt just to get canned? Yeah, I mean, that's just a bad, it's a, it's a bad spot. I feel the worst for Andrew Luck out of everybody. But yeah, let, let's move on to some of this, uh, let's move on to some of this free agency breakdown. Yeah, can never afford to feel too bad about a guy that's got like 70 million coming his way. Yeah, but I mean, dude, you know what? I feel bad for me <laughs> as a football fan. I feel bad for the NFL and the and, and its fans and the state of the quarterback position and and everything. It just makes me feel gross that I feel like there's something could could they, something could be terribly wrong with Andrew Luck's shoulder. 
Okay, well, you guys have had us complete the AFC South and talk about the Colts last week on the podcast uh, among the rest of the division. Uh, We've also completed the NFC East portion of the free agency analysis as we head towards the Combine. And that bled into, when we did the Eagles, that bled into some Patriots free agent talk uh, uh, after the Super Bowl expired on, I think it was one or two podcasts ago. And so... What I realized is we didn't finish the AFC East. So while we're here, while we're talking about it, uh, what these Patriots have been doing to these Colts, maybe it's a good time to do it. A few things already coming home to roost. We mentioned that these guys had two years left on their deals, but not really any guaranteed money left. And this could be a strange little offseason where guys like Brady and Gronk start clamoring for extra dollars, extra guaranteed dollars. We've seen, who is it, Ray Borges have to retract this story today that he got totally donked around on. I didn't see Tom- it. What, what happened? Oh, God, Boston media has gone super maniacal. Yeah, well, I, dude, you know what? I, I, was, I, was writing my, um, I was writing my morning column that I do for my Longhorns coverage over at, over at Orange Bloods, and I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really looked much on Twitter until I got home to get ready for the pod here as we record the pod on Friday. Um, I did see a tweet from Ben Volan of the Boston Globe saying like, well, he something got about trolled. W-E-E-I, something, he thinks they tried to plant a fake story on him or something. So I figured there might be something maniacal going on up in the Boston media. What is it? Yeah, so there's another, is it, is it Ray... So Ray Borgs or Ray Borgs up in Boston for the Boston Globe, I think. And he got fed what is he's now had to retract a huge story he broke yesterday about Tom Brady demanding more guaranteed money or he's going to sit out OTAs this year, which started to corroborate, which was where I was heading with this. These things are starting to percolate. What we said about Gronk and Brady about a week ago, maybe want to look for more guaranteed money in a little bit of a strange spot this offseason. You've heard Gronk already talk about retirement. You get this story yesterday on Brady. Now he's come back and had to retract it. Brady, you know, Brady's campus said out said this is untrue and uh it turns out he's he was fed. He he was in fact uh allegedly he's in fact been fed a fake story. Uh I think he was text it was via text messages where he got hooked up with it and it was somebody uh, I believe saying they were Tom Brady's agent or somebody in Tom Brady's camp. So he got totally swindled with an unverified story, you know, but where there's smoke, you always wonder where there's a little fire and there's, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that says, look, Tom Brady is going to want some big, big time guaranteed cash this off season. Well, he, he should. I mean, he just I saw would. Jimmy Garoppolo get paid huge, right? Yeah. So, which, I mean, there's which, which never hurts. that hurts a Tom Brady. That guy needs even to get he's paid. So, even though he's so rich and his wife makes more money than even he does, and like they are, they're set for life. They are the elite of the elite as far as as far as how rich how rich they are. Yeah, but, but I mean, you're only charitable for so long, and he's been very cap friendly to them for years. This is his last big chance for for big guaranteed money. The money's just flowing in the NFL right now. And look, he's got him over a stool. They don't have anybody left. The Garoppolo's gone, and he can threaten retirement. And this is a team that's already having a little tumult with Belichick, and it looks like they're locking McDaniels in for some kind of transition here in the next few years. I mean, I would expect they're imagining to keep the the gang together. And so, you know, um, maybe he won't be too rash, but... I do believe that Tom Brady is looking for guaranteed money this offseason as well as Rob Gronkowski. So we we won't spend too much more time on the Patriots um, because we did them on a previous podcast. But it it did, like I said, make me realize that we never completed the AFC East. So let's keep buzzing along here. Uh, The New York Jets... With almost $80 million in cap room, they are flush with cash uh, heading into the offseason. I think there's a pretty good shot that they bring Josh McCown back uh, for a year, uh, just to either just to man the ship while they, you know, good chance they're going to draft a quarterback here at uh, what is it, number uh, six in the draft. Um, McCown is in a situation where they certainly could, and he's open to the idea of going back to New York. Um, certainly, if he comes back, even in a stopgap situation while they draft a rookie, I I would still have maybe some fantasy interest in Jets as long as uh, Josh McCown is there. 
We've had the news about wide receiver Robbie Anderson and his. Um, Who's a fucking miscreant? Dude. And a his miscreant. Yes, but the so he's had the what the been in uh, charged with nine you know uh, nine crimes. I think they're all misdemeanors in Florida. The team has actually come out and said they're supporting Robbie Anderson, and it, it looks like he's going to be back, which is continues to be on a cheap deal. They're supporting Robbie Anderson. I mean, because he only because he was good. How can you? I mean. Do, I mean, do you did you read? Was that guy taking fucking bath salts whenever he got whenever he got pulled over? How can you be such an idiot to? I mean, to rack up nine different crimes. I mean, he, the, dude, the he the cop said that once he got in the cop car that he threatened to sexually assault the cop's wife while sitting the sitting in the back of the cruiser. I mean. Unbelievable! That's, I, look, I had I had in my notes as I did this because I'd already had this breakdown. I had in my notes that he might be on his way out, but the most recent news is that the Jets are looking to potentially stand behind him. Look, Robbie Anderson beasted last year, and they got him for cheap. So there's a chance he's going to stay stick with the Jets. Uh, how, Jermaine, fat, how fat did Todd Bowles look at the Senior Bowl? Not to make fun of people's appearances, but just as a golly, that guy's been eat, stress eating. I mean, I think he's gained 50 pounds. He just, he looks like, he, and it's gained in all the areas, like around his love handles, his stomach. Like, I think it's where all the stress eating kind of weight goes to. But man, that guy's filling out his big boy pants these days. Um, it's, you know, him, uh, who is it now? McCagnan. He's not quite a, he's not quite a pencil necked little accountant like it, Idzik, but they have, they have, you know, if nothing else, they have definitely. He could pass carved as an accountant some, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they 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 have carved out some cap like one, and whenever you looked at this team last year, you thought, man, this is a team that's not going to be able to win a single goddamn game. Ended up actually winning some football games. You might, I mean, with with some improvement with these players, you never you never really know. But man, they just they need to turn over a lot of this roster. I think. Uh, Jermaine Curse, he's got one year left at $5 million. I actually think he might be back or work out a new deal, but he certainly could be gone. And then you mentioned it early, Quincy Anoon, what kind of out of sight, out of mind, trying to recover from, was it the herniated discs? Pretty serious injuries. There's, I mean, I, I, there's a chance he's going to get some run with the Jets this year. So those are kind of the guys in the stable. I know they're working on uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins is a free agent. <laughs> They are working on bringing. <laughs> of course, they support Robbie Anderson. They have this guy on the books next year for six hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh. Hey, and he had a big year, right? So Austin, yeah. Austin Safarian Jenkins, whom they acquired in midseason with the per, via trade from the Buck with the uh, Buccaneers, he's a free agent. But the team is already working on uh, attempting to bring him back. You know, and this is. You know me, Alex. I've been kind of trying to work and figure out where I think Jarvis Landry might land because we'll get to the Dolphins in a second, and uh, I'd say the odds are greater than 50%. He's out in Miami this offseason. I actually think the Jets are one of the teams where Jarvis Landry could go and get overpaid. They're flush with cap room. They really don't have any star power pretty thin on the offensive side of the ball whether they bring back I like it yeah whether I they, like that I could I think he'd look gr good in the green and white man um so I keep it certainly on. love to be up there with his boy he could have Odell on the Giants and Jarvis on the Jets they could hang out yeah and look and the Jets are certainly certainly going to be looking at Kirk Cousins Case Keenum Think, but they're going to be looking at all of these options. But you know, like I said, I, I do think there is a chance McCown is back for much, much cheaper as they just go ahead and maybe draft a rookie quarterback at number six there. But in any of those cases, we would like some of these um, outside of a rookie starting. If it's any of those quarterbacks we just named starting next year, we'd we'd be interested in some of these Jets wide receivers. Um, and and I and I actually think Jarvis Landry would help that team out and be a good signing for them with that 80 million in cap space uh they signed jeremy langford Bilal powell is likely going to be back uh we know elijah mcguire is going to be back you, th you think Bilal powell is likely to be back on this on this deal yeah 29 years old he's looks like let's see I, i've looked at his before 2018 he's owed 4.8 
with only 800,000 dead, you think he's coming back? Yeah, I think he'll probably come back for the year. He's a good all-around back just for fi- them. Just, fi- just finish out the contract yeah, with them. Yeah, and I think Matt Forte is likely gone. They don't really need the money. That's pretty cheap. That's not unreasonable for a veteran running back that can kind of do it all for them. Who know, you know, Elijah McGuire's nice, nice guy to have in the stable. Jeremy Langford, we hate him. Sucks. You know, we hate him. Who knows? He, he, he does have an opportunity if the backfield stays that thin. But you know what? I'd expect the Jets to certainly be in the running. Look, that could be a place. If they go sign a Kirk Cousins or something, that could be a place for Saquon Barkley at number six. Um, and the Jets yeah. are Jets are going to be in some kind of running back market. Well, uh, they have two. Well, they well they have two second round picks at thirty seven and forty nine. So even if they didn't go early, I mean, this is such a deep running back crop to where they can you can get a real good runner. I think. In the second, third round this this year, um, the I mean, you just go down the list and kind of look at some of these guys that kind of project to be available around that time, and uh, you know, even maybe with that with that third round pick at number seventy two, I mean, who knows who could fall there? You could you could get a Sony Michelle or even maybe like a Rashad Penny fall. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there's going to be plenty of good guys. You know, I, I've identified Kalen Balazs to a couple of teams where I think he might pre- be pretty good. Let's let's talk about one of those now. I actually think that Kalen Balazs is the type of player that would be a really nice fit uh, on in round three or so for somebody like the Buffalo Bills to back up a LaShawn McCoy as they're almost certainly going to let LaShawn McCoy play the last two years of his deal out. Um, at least this next year, he will certainly be with the team. In in my opinion, there's really nobody else on the roster, so I expect him just to play the deal out that he signed there under Rex Ryan for the next two seasons. The Bills have uh, around was 29 million in cap space projected for the offseason. The last time that I looked, um, I think Tyrod has a pretty solid shot at returning as a starter for this kind of like this last year. Uh, of his contract um he certainly could be cut if they wanted to pursue a big time free agent quarterback um but i outside of that i'd expect him to be back either as the starter or some kind of mentor to maybe if a, a rookie were to follow them somewhere in the draft that they like uh charles clay man i still only like 28 years old he's locked up uh this year is nine million on the books nine million dead uh, next year he's on the books for nine million and only four million dead. So it's kind of a kind of wait and see here over the next couple of years. But at only twenty eight years old, he, Charles Clay's getting paid uh, pretty damn well, and he's not going anywhere uh, for what about, at least what the immediate about Kelvin? future. Is he, is is Kelvin still on his is Kelvin still on his rookie yeah, contract? Yes. I guess. Yeah. So I think yeah. I I want to say they've they've got him under the fifth year option. They're gonna let I believe they're gonna let Kelvin play this year out. I'd say there's. For eight point five million? Oh yeah, they're. I think they're gonna let him play it out, or who? Because because they're thin, man. Otherwise, look, they've got Andre Holmes, they got Rod Streeter, and they got Zay Jones all locked up for cheap. But they traded a third rounder for Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, they didn't trade a third rounder for a one year. They're gonna year the, rental, I, right? I think most likely they let him play the year out because Kelvin's not gonna want to sign it. Look, the Bills will consider going to Kelvin Benjamin this offseason and making him a very team and cap friendly offer. But his agent's not going to take it. His agent's going to say, "Let's let's play this thing out, let's make just our bet on ourselves and, real and, quick and, right here, right. and hit the open market." So, you know, I I think it's going to be a lot of the usual suspects back in Buffalo this next season. Um, I think there's going to be a good opportunity for a rookie running back here. And really, the guy that stands out to me, Alex, is, and we know we've talked about this before. Once we found out about the before, once we found out about the labrum surgery. But I mean, when you when you look at this, it means Zay Jones has a real shot this next year at making some hay in this offense. Yeah, well, he should have made a made hay in the offense this season. It was a huge giant. It's a huge swindle. You know, he was hurt. We didn't know. It's one of these things. It's like the old. Uh, you know the old Antonio Gates swindle, where you don't hear until after the season's over that he had, you know, he had, he had some kind of procedure during the bye week to clean up some area around the car, cartilage of his knee or something, and that's why he wasn't the same for the second. You know, it's yeah. like that was the deal with Zay. He didn't look like himself. There were times when he wouldn't extend for the football the way that we saw in the Senior Bowl and in all that tape from college, 
And the reason why is because yeah, he 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 had a he had a torn labrum. He was playing through a bad injury. So I love Zay coming back into this year. You're, dude, you can get Zay in best ball right now. What is what is? Just, let me look at Zay's uh, current current ADP. If you're playing the best ball leagues on draft, uh, one seventy two point nine. So we're talking, you know, was fifteenth fifteenth round pick right now. He's going after idiots like he's going after idiots like Dante Moncrief and you know. Cameron Meredith and Terrell Pryor and stuff. I'll take my chances with Zay Jones. He's a real Blake breakout kind of player. They don't have anybody that can really bust you up from the wide receiver position. He's kind of a big play guy. He's just got, I think he's got a real chance in year two. Um, you know, we know Kelvin for what he is at this point. I'm not sure that thing's going to materialize in Buffalo with Kelvin. You know, what do you want to, what do you want to bet? He just, ends up gone after this this next year there. So that's pretty much the Bills. Uh they got they've they've got about 30 million. They got some cap space uh to work with, but we got a lot of the usual suspects back on offense there. I I'd expect that to be a pretty damn competitive team uh this next season. So that's that kind of And comp- they they dude, and they got a dude, they have a bunch of picks too, man. They have two they have two picks in the first round. They have two picks in the second round. So, you know, they've 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 you know, they've stockpiled up some picks. They I think they're going to be able to add some talent there. You think they might draft a Lamar Jackson or is that not a Sean McDermott? I said I can't see what did I say I can't well, see Tom I mean, the, Tom Coughlin I mean, biting the bullet on a Lamar Jackson. They 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 hate they hate Tyrod. You know, why are they going to want to bring in a guy that is basically like a Tyrod like a Tyrod plus? Yeah, I don't think so. You're right. I, I I don't I don't think so. I'm just wondering if they're going to be able to get a quarterback in this draft that really gets anybody excited about the future there in Buffalo. They believe in Mr. PP from the Senior Bowl. The guy who who is he? Mr. Six Six Interceptions. Nathan Peterman. There's no way. I don't know. They kind of like him. Good, pretty 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 hard to sell Peterman to the well, fan base. Well, you know, and this is again, I think Buffalo is a prime prime spot. What if they cut Tyrod? He's got some dead money, but they can clear up about another what ten million off the books if they cut Tyrod. I mean, they've got some space if they really wanted to go get a cut. I I think Cousins would be great in Buffalo. I just not. Oh, I'm not man. sure. I'm don't not send Kirk. Don't, don't not, send the Kirk up there to. I'm Buffalo. not sure. I'm not sure it's on his radar. But that's really the only guy that they could go out and spend big for. I mean, you're not gonna if you got Tyrod, you're not gonna go spend on Keenum. We'll talk about AJ McCarron in a minute when we get to the AFC North, which is maybe the division that has me the most excited right now. But I truly think we're going to see movement with AJ McCarron this offseason, and we're just not hearing about it yet. It's too early. Um, I don't know if he would make the Bills radar. I think there's other more likely suspects for the services of uh, Mr. AJ McCarron. But other than those guys, I mean, it's that or the draft or stick with Tyrod Taylor or whoever you got. You know, we're going to see that. Um, and we can move on to the Miami Dolphins here. You know, at $20 million a year for the next three years with very little dead money, you start wondering how the hell the Dolphins really want to pay Ryan Tannehill that kind of money. But then you see what Jimmy Garoppolo got paid in the quarterback market, and you just say, you know, the, the Dolphins, they only have about $7 million in cap room, but Cutler's out for now. The quarterback market's thin. They can't really draft a guy that they're going to want. At this point, $19 million is not a horrible cap number for a – starting quarterback with the way we see these guys getting paid. So I I think most likely we're going to see Tannehill back as a starting quarterback in Miami this year. He he could potentially play out the rest of this two or three year uh deal there. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously it'll be up to what his performance uh you know looks like, but you know, obviously Tannehill sitting here looking at Garoppolo and Cousins and these guys too saying, "Man, I'm not going to be taking any pay cuts. That's for damn sure." So you know, and, they, they, and they're going to need to get a deal done with your with 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 Jawan James. It looks like they, they they've executed their fifth year option on him, but he's he's done after this year. So you need to get something going long. You want to get something long term going on with that guy, I think. Um, Devontae, God, they, Par- they have they have a whole lot that they need. I mean, Cam- that's why I don't uh, see they're not going to Cameron gonna- Cameron Wake is in a con contract year i mean he's 36 years old though so who knows but you probably want to get see if you i mean if 
He I, can continue playing like he is. You want to see if you can get him for another year or two. No, I think he's. I think this is. I think this is probably Cameron Wake's final. I mean, honestly, they're they're going to be cap tight enough that they'd only save five by cutting him. I mean, they're going to be cap tight enough. They're going to have to consider making some. This is going to be a tough off season in Miami, and they're going to have to consider making some. Well, really difficult decisions. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, I think what we're coming down to is they can't pay Jarvis. Yeah, they can't. They can't pay Jarvis. But you can't do it. Yeah, they're they're not going to be able to. The thing is, though, that Devontae Parker will be back. They do have Leonte Carew and Jakeem Grant uh, in the kind of in the chamber, locked and loaded to to move in there. So the, all three of those wide receivers are still playing at very, uh, you know, low end salaries there. Um, Julius Thomas, I don't. It's not definitive, but I think he could. I'd say he's a good chance he's cut. He's out. Yeah, he's owed six point six million dollars. Only two dead. Free up four point. Dude, they need to free up four point six million dollars. It's they a deep, need to exactly. It's a deep tight end class, and they're still running guys like Fasano out there. He just doesn't get the snaps with them. So I, I, would I think ex- they're even still running. Are they still running Marquise Gray out there and stuff? Julius Thomas has been no good for these idiots. Yeah. yeah. So you'll. That's what I'm saying. I think you'll see Julius Thomas and Jarvis Landry probably gone. They may have to make a tough decision with an elder statesman like a Cameron Wake, but man, it's going to be, it is going to be tight. They're not going to be able to change their roster very much, you know, and not that their roster is horrible, but they're, you know, they're just getting killed on, you know, paying a guy like Sue, you know, Sue, who's still good. They're just paying him so much damn money. Um, One of the trash men's favorite uh, garbage time running backs, Damian Williams is headed to free agency. So this puts Kenyon Drake just straight up in the driver's seat. Uh, and, and look, Damian, Damian Williams could be back on a cheap deal. They could have the money to get a guy like him back. But right now, this and puts, if they, and if not Damian Williams, it's going to be somebody. Just insert name on the back of jersey that looks kind of like a Damian Williams kind of name. I, well, I and, think, and for I, me, I for yeah, for me, see, I like it, it, it doesn't because mean much to Kenyon Drake. No, I think it means that Kenyon Drake is in the driver's seat for a humongous feature role uh, coming into to next season, um, and. For me, it puts Davion Smith back into focus a little bit. This was a guy that I liked hmm, at the Senior Bowl last year. All of a sudden, Davion Smith is like the backup running back right now. He looks like the handcuff, or I mean, he, he's he's pretty much number two ish on the death chart at the moment. So that's a name to watch. He's a player that I liked as a you know he's a little bit he's not explosive, but he was a decent player all around at the senior bowl at the running back position. I think he's a decent backup running back in the NFL. Didn't really get his chance as a rookie so much, but uh, right now it's a Kenyon Drake, Davion Smith backfield, two senior bowlers. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. Uh, it's great for Kenyon Drake. Uh, I would expect the Dolphins to look for some running back depth uh, in the draft. Oh, absolutely. They're going to need to. It looks like they have two picks in the fourth round, too, and I think there'll still be a bunch of these good a bunch of these players still uh, kind of left around that spot in the in the draft through the third and the fourth rounds and it looks like they've sort of loaded up through that area, so be on the lookout for them to most definitely be targeting a running back at some point. You can't uh, as much as we love Kenyon Drake and Davion, were they in the same Senior Bowl or were they a year apart? Year apart. I think they were a year apart. Yeah, yeah. As much yeah. as we love these Senior Bowlers, I think you got to. I think I'm, I'm looking over the, the roster right now. I think the only other name who's a running back is is it just Sonoris Sonoris Perry? So it's just really what is <laughs> what is Kenyon Drake's ADP in best ball right now? I mean, it should be pretty. F- freaking high based on this no no well here's the thing if you look on uh ff calculator with the um that has it with um just based on their mock drafts and ppr it's at 80 but if you look at the draft app um his adp right now is 35.6 so that's the one i'm going with here Uh, i feel like we that's a tier that i'm going to ask you about because I'm, I'd be. There's like a couple of cross positional questions I'd like to ask you there, right there in Kenyon Drake territory, and even running, you know, RB versus RB scenarios that'll help me with getting this thing kind of detangled a little bit in a couple of these tricky spots. Well, what do you think about the Dolphins wide receivers? Assuming that Jarvis Landry is gone, I mean, let's talk about Parker, Carew, and Grant because honestly, I think they all have some intrigue. What for about different Stills? reasons, uh, and uh, well, Stills is the guy I like the most. 
Well, he's I'm the guy in, you can get the late, the last. And the thing is, what you what you realize when you just look at when you look at the the payroll here, Kenny Stills is the fifth highest. He has the fifth high. He's making the fifth most money on the team this year. I mean, they've they've paid this guy. He got a four year, thirty two million dollar contract with almost twenty million guaranteed back in uh, twenty seventeen. I mean, he, so, he he's the best game time receiver on the team. He, and look, we've roster watch has always had high evaluations on Kenny Stills as a pure wide receiver since his days at OU. And I mean, to me, it's just it all is starting to add up. He's beginning to have a very nice NFL career. He's going to have a huge opportunity. He's the most reliable. He's a gamer. He's tough. I've been at Dolphins camp and see these guys up close. Kenny Stills is a fucking beast, man. I mean, look, Devontae Parker looks like Tarzan in practice and has been Jane during the games. And so nobody looks as Tarzan as Parker in that practice bubble they got. But Kenny Stills is a fucking beast. He, that guy's calves are like boulders, man. He's a um, he he he's yeah. a he is a sick NFL wide receiver. I'm 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 moving him up on the uh, on the bones of the best ball cheat sheet right now as we speak, so I don't forget to do it. I think he belongs above Rashard Matthews. I think he belongs above Rashard Matthews and Corey Coleman. Do you agree? I think that yeah yeah I'd say a yeah yes yes. Does he? Uh, belong above now with the news of well does he belong above Mike Williams probably I'd say yes it's a safer bet does he belong above Josh Doxson now with the Alex Smith news there is a huge discrepancy in ADP so I might not move him there but I'm just wondering if you think so in, in yeah like if I had to take one right now I'd It'd be really close. I'd probably take Stills is a very safe play. Yeah, I might like Stills. Stills, Stills is going to have some upside with some so, increased so volume. So in a here. vacuum, would you take Stills? Uh, there's a huge ADP, uh, probably a two-and-a-half to three-round ADP difference between Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills. Would you take Kenny Stills over Devontae Parker in a vacuum in PPR? Yes. Well, I can't. I can't do that on the sheet, I don't think. But... It's so interesting. I would just wait and draft stills later, right? Yep. Yep. I'm we're sure this so sheet will be tilted like that. We're gonna we're gonna get have to get look, Parker's already buried on this sheet. Nobody who uses this is gonna get him. They're all gonna get Kenny Stills. But look, I don't hate you know, here's the thing. I don't mind a little bit of exposure to Parker if there's value. I just think he's gonna tend to still be overvalued. I mean, if he stays healthy and gets the targets he was getting last year, he could have a somewhere along the line. A he monster. could have a monster, but just yeah. can't sit here and wait around for it. Like Kenny Stills is a guy I'm very comfortable with his floor and his ceiling and his just rely overall reliability. Hey, hey! Before we get into the AFC North, why don't we just leave that for the next podcast and go over some of this best ball stuff? That's what I was thinking too, man. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, at this tier, at this tier of running back, how do you rank the following three: Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Carlos Hyde? I'll, I'll throw Carlos Hyde in there too. Well, and, and which one of these is not like, or any of these not like the others? They don't belong in that same tier. Kenyon Drake, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, and who was the other one? Carlos Hyde. If so, Carlos Hyde is probably not in that tier for me. That's the same. That's the same decision I came to. I feel like Carlos Hyde is sort of in his own tier between those three and your next set of guys, like your Lamar Millers, your Jay Ajayis, your Alex Collins. And here's the thing, man. I swear to God, Demarco Murray's going to be back. I know. I, yeah, I swear I know. he's going to be back. And so I've, I've unfortunately, it hurts me badly. I had to start. Tapping the brakes a little bit on Derrick Henry. I, I You could make the argument because his upside is massive, and I love him with a Matt LaFleur, that he belongs with those guys. But I've, cer I've certainly got more questions about him, so I might have to pull him off that tier a little bit too. Drake and Joe Mixon I feel sick about. I fucking love Joe Mixon going into this year. I do too.
But, but here's the, I love here's Drake the thing. too, given what we know. So that's, Derek, the, that's right. Derrick Henry's ADP is currently above all of them. His, he has an ADP right now of 28.1, which is just far too rich for my blood. That's 2.04. Um, we're not going to own him. Don't you think that Mike Vrabel has walked to that team and said, I have faced DeMarco Murray too many times in this division, and there's no way I'm letting this guy walk out the door? A defensive-minded guy like Mike Vrabel, he knows what it's like to go against DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. Might just want to keep them both if they're both relatively cheap and they have the money. They're going to keep them both, man. Even if it shifts to a platoon that features Henry Moore, it's going to still he's Murray's still going to be a huge thorn in his side. It could go the way of just a full-blown committee. Look, it really could. And I, and I hope I'm wrong. Well, I, I, I think you have to keep Derrick Henry in that tier, even if he's at the bottom of it, just because his ADP of right now of 28, his average at draft position on the draft app, and we're super early on this. Roster Watch is always super early with our tools. His average ADP right now, 28.1. That is uh, higher than Kenyon Drake at 35.6 and higher than Joe Mixon at 39. Um, certainly much higher than Carlos Hyde at 37.5. I think I'm going to keep him at just at the bottom of that tier, and I'm going to separate Carlos Hyde out of that tier because, I mean, let me ask you this. At the same ADP, Carlos Hyde or Doug Baldwin? I got just a little bit of like a nasty taste in my mouth. By that you're, have, that you're having to choose one of these guys? Yeah. Well, who? Probably Baldwin. Carlos Hyde or Juju Smith-Schuster? Hyde. Carlos Hyde or Josh Gordon? Gordon. Carlos Hyde or Stephon Diggs? Probably Hyde. Okay, and finally, Carlos Hyde or Alshon Jeffery? Hyde, and you know what? Whoever the I would put Hyde over Baldwin as well. The only guy I wouldn't put him over is Gordon. Because the more I think about this, if Hyde's either going to return as a primary ball carrier in San Antonio or in San Francisco, or if he leaves, he's probably going to leave to go get a, quite a few touches somewhere else. Okay, so that means that right now I'm going to move Baldwin and Smith Schuster down below Gordon, and then. As a result of that, I have to move Carlos Hyde up, back up into the same tier, right underneath Derrick Henry. So he doesn't belong in a separate tier if we're yeah. going by the ADPs. Okay. I think the more you think about it, the more it makes sense with Carlos Hyde. Can you believe that Juju Smith-Schuster, the, the difference between his uh, mock draft ADP over on FF Calculator at 110 and over on the draft app where people are having to pay money to do their drafts, which, I, which I've decided I'm putting more stock into at this point, is 110 versus 43.7. Is 43 point, is, 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 third, is middle to late third round starting to get a little bit rich for your blood for Juju? I think it's more than a little bit rich. It's a lot rich? Yeah, too rich for me. The question is, who else are you going to take around that spot? Would you rather take Lamar Miller or Jay Ajayi? Or would you rather, or would you rather, when you're going through that through through that little gauntlet there of the kind of uh, early fourth round, early to late fourth round, would you rather just hope that a Doug Baldwin, a Juju Smith-Schuster, a Stephon Diggs, and Alshon Jeffrey, maybe a Jarvis Landry fall to you, uh, as opposed to maybe going running back there? Because that's the way I see it. As opposed to which running back, like a Carlos Hyde? Lamar, no, oh, Lamar Miller. Carlos Hyde's off the board. Lamar Miller, Jay Ajay, Alex Collins, maybe a rookie like Darius Geis or possibly a Deion Lewis. So I like Alex Collins at the very top of all of that. I, I love Alex Collins. You know, but we don't know if if he's going to be back in Baltimore yet or not. So it's I can see why there's it's kind of a little weird. bit of a depressed – uh, ADP Lamar Miller, man, he's going to get the lion's share of activity. You think you got to like Lamar Miller? You know what? I started to like Lamar Miller in a Deshaun Watson offense. Now, is the Deshaun Watson offense gonna be a Deshaun Watson offense? Yes. To start the year, I'm not. I, don't I mean, think, it could be. I mean, I'm not sure Deshaun. I'm not sure that it's 
even possible that Deshaun Watson comes in and does 90% of what he did last year just because uh, teams are going to have tape on him. And uh, I mean, he was just going so bananas. He was going so big. Maybe he is just that good. Maybe he's just the sickest we've ever seen. Well, you know, I mean, that could be the case. But either way, I mean, he was, he, he was, dude, do you remember? Like, he was unbelievable. Like, you, you go on DraftKings for the game versus the Colts. He's by far the highest priced quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, by far the highest priced wide receiver. You want every bit of that offense that you can possibly muster. With the fact that he's going to run around like Mike Vick and talk, I mean, just have insane touchdown production. Like, I mean, I don't think he's going to be quite what he was last year, but even if he's 85% of it, that's he's still going to be unbelievable. Are you worried about the injury? Well, it's maybe for a little bit of a slow, a little bit of a slower start, but I like Lamar Miller next year. I mean, I maybe like is a strong word, but Lamar Miller is going to be a very reasonable uh, play this next season. Help help me sort out this kind of cockamamie area here that is the sort of uh, sixth-ish round, late fifth round, sixth-ish round. We just mentioned Alex Collins, who I like a whole lot better, more of the mid to late fifth sort of spot, right? Um According to his ADP, that's that's where you can get him. I've pushed him up a little bit above ADP here with the framework of the cheat sheet that will be available to our pro subscribers at rosterwatch.com. Just as soon as Byron and I are done kind of mapping out the skeleton, would you rather next year, would you rather own Des Bryant or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. How about Robert Woods or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. How about Marvin Jones or Allen Robinson? Take my chances with Allen Robinson. Okay, all right. How about Jordy Nelson or Allen Robinson? You know, I haven't gotten to the Packers breakdown yet, but uh, so I haven't really gotten to pour over the roster, but I'd have to say Jordy Nelson. And I'm assuming that you want Jarvis, Alshon, those guys above Allen Robinson, right? We're going to have to have them above as far as ADP, but in, in a vacuum, would you rather? Yeah, there's yes, yes. They're safer. Okay. okay, so what I've done here is I've moved Allen Robinson above Dez here in the skeleton for now, uh, which I mean, would which would give you the corresponding question. I Allen Robinson. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Allen Robinson, Jay Ajayi, or Greg Olson? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is going to be this year's Keenan Allen for Roster Watch Nation because it's been the exact same process. It is. I mean, It'll literally be a, been right. the exact. We have gone to the training camp, met him. He blew his ACL in the first – loved him at training camp. Blew his ACL out first five minutes of week one. And and, and comes back the next year and we loved Keenan Allen because we got to verify him at training camp. And I'm sure we'll do the same with Allen Robinson this year. He's Right now he's on track to, to be our new Keenan Allen, man. Speaking of guys, players who – Roster Watch Nation loves Cooper Cup or Devin Funches. Oh, Cooper Cup is my golden son. Do you like it better than Funches? The ADPs are a little bit off, about around it apart. Absolutely. Devin Funches or with a much higher ADP, Amari Cooper, with Michael Crabtree likely to be gone. They say he's he's just a total head been a head case there in Oakland. Their wide receivers are both head cases, I think. Um, <laughs> Amari Cooper. I don't know. I might go Cooper there. Cooper Cup or Carson Wentz. Cooper Cup in best ball. Huh, okay. Cooper Cup or Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. Cooper Cup or Tevin Coleman? Cooper Cup. Oh, okay. Cooper Cup or Chris Thompson? Coming off the broken ankle? Eh, we got to give it to Chris Thompson. Or is that one where you say 
that's those are two. That, okay, all right, Chris Chris Thompson or Tevin Coleman? Chris Thompson. Okay. And do you think it's a tough enough decision between Chris Thompson and Cooper Cup to where it should be a decision that our uh, that users of, of our tool should have to make on their own? I mean, it'd be one that I'd be fine with. I'd personally recommend Chris Thompson there. All right, Duke. All right, fine. Duke Johnson or Amari Cooper. Man, I love Duke Johnson in PPR right now and how his role in the Browns. I, I think I would roll the dice on an Amari Cooper monster there. Chris Thompson, or, well, this, see, it's, it isn't going to work. You're going to have to make a decision between, if that's the case, if you like Duke Johnson more than Chris Thompson and you like Amari Cooper better than Duke Johnson, then we're going to have to make a decision between Chris Thompson and Cooper Cup. It's just the only way that this that this thing's going to work. What a weird love triangle. Hey, look, that's a decision that we love to make because both are dear and sacred golden sons of Roster Watch Nation. And then uh, and then correspondingly as the as the chi chi continues to come together as we build the skeleton and the scaffolding here, um what that would mean is you would have to make a decision actually between Chris Thompson, Cooper Cup and Cam Newton. I'm not asking you to make that decision, but does that decision sound reasonable to you yeah it actually sounds pretty good okay all right so that'll that'll end the best ball portion of the podcast here before we get out i wanted to ask byron just a quick question about um home buying like home purchases and stuff like that you and i have both bought homes sold homes been through the process of negotiating contracts and stuff like this i am in the process of looking at uh, homes to buy right now. I've been renting for the last like eight or nine months since selling my old house. And I found a house that I really like and we put an offer in on it that is below what the asking price, right? And it's also asking for money for them to pay some of my closing costs. All right. Mm -hmm. So my question is the, their response to the offer as opposed to just sending me a counter offer They've left that. They've they've left my offer sitting on the table, right? It, but but they've responded to me by saying, you know, we're we're fine with the we're fine with the price. We're fine with all the with all the caveats that you've put in here, but we don't want to pay the closing costs. But they haven't sent me a counter. Does this mean that they're trying to hold my offer in case I tell them like, fuck you, I'm walking off? And they say, no, 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 wait, we'll just we'll just take you up on the original offer. Because the minute that they counter, doesn't that mean that the old offer has been declined and that the new offer is on the table that's now in my court? They haven't sent me a new offer. They've just told me that they don't want to pay closing costs. What do you think, master of the swindle? Well, I mean, I that could, I mean, I guess that could be their point. It just strikes me that you either pull the offer or you make a new offer so that that doesn't happen. What do you think the chance? All right, okay, all right. But I'm asking you, what do you think the chances are if I say like, if I say like, all right, look, we're too far off. We're not going to be able to get, to get it done if you're not paying closing costs. What are the chances that they say like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll we'll pay the closing costs? I think they're pretty good. Because otherwise they would have. Because otherwise they would have said no. We're declining this deal. We're sending you a new deal. But they never did that. That's 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 what you're supposed to do. They're 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 holding my original offer. It's it's kind of like in fantasy, you know, how you how if there's a deal you kind of like, you know, and you get it and you like you kind of like it, but you'd like to just kind of squeeze the guy for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't close that. You don't you, you don't. You don't counter offer his that that deal that he sent because ultimately, if you can't get anything more, maybe you'd like to fall back on that original deal that he sent, right? So you leave that thing kind of sitting there in your inbox. He's showing you that you're not desperate, but the only reason, the only way he could do that is if you didn't put another offer out there, and then he took that one, and then you'd be happy. Hold on, what? I think that he there's that seller is showing you that they don't have some real sense of urgency. Yeah, that could be it too. Maybe I, yeah. And the only way, if you left the, what you're talking about, leaving the trade open and them still accepting it, I mean, uh, it, 
sounds like an offer you'd be happy if they accepted. No, yeah. Well, it was it was my original offer. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I want. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get it done. Always uh, swindling something around here in these games of what do you call them, Byron? These games of skill and uh, games of skill and imperfect information. <laughs> A lot of maneuvering involved. (laughs) A lot of maneuvering involved. That'll bring it into the Roster Watch podcast here uh, for the second one of the week. Again, make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Make sure to rate and review the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen. Please go to rosterwatch.com and get a pro membership. Support your boys here behind the scenes at rosterwatch.com. For Byron Lambert, for the trash man, for the robot genius, and all of Roster Watch Nation, we love you guys. This has been the Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We will see you next time. Next time.